Where's my medicine remix? Mm, drop! Drop it like it's hot. Hey, medicine remix, I love what you guys are doing. Everything is hot. From medicine remix. Medicine remix. You're listening to medicine remix. Really, I like the way you mixed. Medicine. Yo, I caught those. You thought I was going to miss those, huh? Because I've been sleeping on my anchor game. But I'm back. And you know what else? I think you inspired me to maybe take this anchor thing a little bit more serious. This was lit. Boys, awesome stuff. Great show. Awesome musical choices as always. Great song selection. And good ear, by the way, too, because you really, I thought that was dope how you picked up on it and put the music behind it. And um, it's definitely inspirational. I just found great value in this. I just wanted to call and give you props and just say thank you. Appreciate this conversation. I'm really curious, as doctors, what your thought is on all this. Just would love to know the medical perspective on that. Thanks. Guys, come on. Get to it. you got a job to do. You've got a community waiting for your opinions. Chop, chop. Chop it, chop it. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Medicine Remix only on Anchor. Bye. If you guys would please just like and subscribe uh, anywhere you see anything. Medicine remixed. Like the shit out of it. Just click on it. It doesn't cost you anything. Move your goddamn fat finger and click on it. You're clicking all kinds of other shit at work when you shouldn't be. God damn it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we appreciate it. And that's really you know the only surrogate market we have to go by. And listen, the other thing is, fucking tell people about it, man. Tell your friends about us. Tell your friends. I mean, I, I'm always amazed, man, when people think people are famous. Like, I've never been starstruck, ever. And the reason I've never been star- starstruck is because somebody said to me once, you know, the only reason that person's famous is because you made them famous. Right. I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, stop caring who the fuck that is. Yeah. Watch how famous he is now. And it's yeah. like, holy it's like fuck, you, you're right. Yeah, we give things meaning. Man. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we give words meaning. We give everything, man. Meaning. And like, when people when people think like, oh, you know, my friend's an artist. Uh, he's a guy who wants to make it big or whatever. You know something? Fucking support that. I mean, if he sucks, he sucks. But... If he's even halfway good, man, you make people famous. I don't think people realize that. You make things important. And God damn it, make us famous is what we're saying. Just fucking tell people. No, but my point is, is that the only way this is gonna get out and it's ever gonna, you know, get, you know, grow any legs to it is if people tell other people about it. And listen, if you don't like it, thank you for suffering through it. We love you. And if you like it, we'll fucking tell somebody, man. And to be real honest, the feedback that we've gotten back so far, fucking great, man. Like, uh, yeah, we appreciate it. And well, we're we, having a good time doing it. And this is our way to be creative within a field that really is an art and a science, sure. but art has been taken out of it. Yeah. So, you know, for, for creative people in medicine, and there's a lot of them, there's a lot of like super sure, talented man. people. Absolutely. This could be a forum for those people kind of looking for a different sure. way to express their craft through a more creative means. <laughs> Medicine Remixed. Only on Anchor. Hey, Medicine Remix. Hey, Rishan D. And I just wanted to say, I was listening to your segment on making people famous, and it just rang so freaking true. Like, so freaking true. We do make people famous. It's true. And I just wanted to say that I have been talking about y'all. I just wanted to go on record. <laughs> I've been talking about y'all to everyone and anyone who listened, basically. It's so ridiculous at this point. Like, it got to the point that I literally sent, like, I would, like, hassle. I sent links to my sister, who's a doctor, by the way. I was just like, sis. 
she's not like a doctor right now, but she's in med school. And I was like, sis, you have to listen to this. Like, you just need this in your life. And I basically hassled her into like finally listening to y'all. And because of y'all, she downloaded Anchor, and now she's like listening to y'all really shadily on here. So I am making fans for y'all. I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> Yo, Medicine Remix, it's your boy, Arthur Too Good. Yo, I just wanted to shout y'all out real quick. And also wanted to say, I'm, I subscribe to your iTunes joint. And I think what you're saying is real, real about, you know, we have to support our friends' art. You know what I'm saying? Like, it should be a community. Like, the definition of community is changing with this social media. You know what I mean? But it's still community nonetheless. And we have to support each other in it you know what i'm saying so i love when people create art i think what you do is really unique man so i just want to support it um it's inspiring to me to create so keep it up man i'm i'm fucking with you on the motherfucking itunes podcast joint oh thank you Medicine Remix, even though I haven't called in in weeks, I just want to let you know I'm still listening, and I think what you guys are doing is fantastic. The confluence of medicine and the music really just makes my day. Thanks. So, you're alive, though. That's good. I had my doubts. Dude, I've been... I've had my doubts that I'm alive. Shit has been like, I don't know, man. Like a, a couple of days ago, I had this like, I don't know how to explain it. Like uh, even saying like an existential crisis sounds like so contrived. But um, like I was just because, you know, like so much time had gone by where like shit was going wrong with the house that we moved into and then services weren't being connected. Shit wasn't working. Just yeah, everything you'd expect, like times fucking 10. So I was kind yeah. of off the grid. I was kind of off the grid, like like not really, you know, not on my phone, not on Facebook, not on nothing. Just kind of yeah, just, just doing day to day shit. And um, yeah. Um, I kind of, I had this moment, man. So I was listening. I don't know if you've, if you've, uh, if you've heard the the new Joey Badass album. Heard a track or two. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. And um, there was this track on there. Uh, I think it's called Temptation. I come here today to talk about how I feel, and I feel like that we are treated differently than other people, and I don't like how we're treated. And it, I was in my car and I was parked and I was kind of wait. I think it was raining or something. But anyway, for some reason I was I was sitting in my car just listening to music, which is kind of rare. Like you know, to just kind of sit, like not driving somewhere, not anticipating going somewhere, like just sitting in my car just listening to music. Yeah. And I just started crying, yo. Like not like crying, crying. Like not like like a, like somebody died crying, but just like if you if you would have saw me, you wouldn't have known I was crying. But I was crying. It was a weird sort of like a like a fuck, man. And and it was funny because I, I had this. I had like I could like my own internal monologue was like, yo, you're you're, you're such a pussy. And like I 
I kind of laughed because like I, I didn't have no real reason to like there wasn't anything in particular you know it wasn't something happening it wasn't like I was overwhelmed you know like I was thinking about everything it wasn't like that it was just it, it just kind of got me and then I had this you remember that clip you put up a while back of, of Louis C.K. talking about crying? Like, just, just like not yeah. being on your phone? I was in my car one time, and a Bruce Springsteen song comes on. And it gave me kind of like a fall back to school depression feeling. It made me really sad. Yeah. And I go, okay, I'm getting sad. I gotta get the phone and write hi to like 50 people. So, anyway, I started to get that sad feeling, and I was reaching for the phone, and I said, you know what, don't. Just be sad. Just let the sadness stand in the way of it and let it hit you like a truck. And I just started to feel, oh my God. And I pulled over and I just cried like a bitch. I cried so much and, I, and it was beautiful. It was like this beautiful, it's just this sadness is poetic. You're, you're lucky to live sad moments. And then I had happy feelings because because when you let yourself feel sad, yes. your body has like antibodies. It has happiness that comes. Rushing in. Rushing in to meet the sadness. So you're, I was grateful to feel sad and then I met it with true profound happiness. It was such a trip, you know? And the thing is, because we don't want that first bit of sad, yeah. we push it away with like a little phone third for the food. You never feel completely sad or completely happy. You right. just feel kind of satisfied with your product. Yes. And then you die. That shit starts running through my head and I'm like, yo, it was this weird sort of, not an epiphany because we all know it, but I had this like weird sort of uh, like surrendering to, if you get too immersed in like good books, and good movies and good stories and good stuff like you know motivating stuff and and uh, inquisitive stuff and stuff that just makes you think and, and question and all that you almost devalue your own experience of something it almost feels like mm -hmm. surprised. it almost it almost feels like yeah. oh you're, you're doing this because you saw it in a movie or you're doing this because you read about it in, in, in some book about you know whatever it's, it's like it's not you rob yourself yeah of experience of experiencing yourself because you you're forcing it to like try to fit. I don't know. I, maybe it's just me being like fucking no, overly no, critical I, of myself. You know what I mean? I've I've had that that same thought as far as is consuming all all of the different things that that you've mentioned, which you know I I do plenty of. There are moments where I kind of like step outside of myself, and I'm just yeah. like. Is that you that said right. that? Or are you just right. like regurgitating some shit that you heard somewhere in like in the abyss of self-development? So yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot to be said about that. You know, I think there's pros and cons of, of, of both schools of thought of like not consuming anything. Because the thing is like everything that had to have been said has already been said. You know what I mean? The, the Hindus, the Buddhists, the Greeks, the Romans, like it, it's all been said before. So it's like, I feel like the value that that anybody can bring to the table is like your authentic perspective on the world just by having gone through it and lived it and coming to these realizations on your own not reading it in a book or hearing it in a podcast or an audiobook or you know any of the number of different types of media that that we're constantly consuming but yeah man I still don't know what the answer is because I have obviously found a lot of value in some of those things and a lot of those things that I've consumed that I really do credit as being catalysts of sort to where I am now, which is, I think, uh, I'd like to think a much better place than I was before I did all of those things. But uh, I don't know. Like, I still, I still don't know where I stand. I keep telling myself to kind of consume less 
and do more. And I think that's for the most part true. But I think I, I still have uh, some ways to go because I, I think I'm trying to get to that place that you're you're describing of just being unapologetically yourself and not influenced and tainted by the opinions of others that are so commonplace, like all around us. It's like the spoilers, you know. It's like you could have come to those conclusions on your own, but you're you're kind of taking the the spark notes approach to to life almost. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I think the the part that because I, I agree I've had the same sort of moment where like I'll say something and viscerally I'll know like ah that wasn't like a hundred percent me that was like sixty percent me forty percent some some pre-planned bullshit that I heard somewhere else not even bullshit but some pre-planned like theater lines that kind of get me rolling and then the rest of it I kind of top you know put the icing on the cake that's my own spin I've had that a lot it happens a lot. Uh, mainly because I'm pretty boring and I repeat myself a lot. So I, there's a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of shit that I, if you, if you meet me for the first time or if you're like a, a medical student that, that, that I'm helping train, you'll probably for like a, a good three days think I'm like a genius. And then you'll yeah. slowly start to realize that that's not the case. But the thing that was different about like this moment sitting in my car that it wasn't, it wasn't uh, anything verbal. Like it was a feeling, and, and and that was the part that fucked with me because it was like you didn't you didn't read this feeling somewhere. This is a a feeling. I forget what I was listening to recently talking about quoting other people's shit, but they were talking about like truths or something, and they said like uh, think of something that happened that you know for sure happened, and get that feeling of like truth. Like yep, I know that I know that for a fact that happened. And then it said now. Think of like where you set your keys down today, the last place you set them. You know you set them there, but that that truth feels different than the, than the absolute truth of something that you know happened. They're both true, but one of them maybe you got a little fucking wiggle room, but you know it's true. You know that's where you put your keys. Like the two are the same thing, but different. And that fucking feeling thing was kind of the same way where it was like, I mean, I guess you could have read the feeling somewhere, but it was so funny because I wasn't like, I, I didn't sit in my car balling or anything, but it was, it was so funny. like the first fucking thing I went to was this, like, I thought of Louis C.K., and then I thought of you, and then I thought of, like, fucking Medicine Remix shit we haven't been doing. Like, I, I so pulled myself out so quickly from that moment, and it was kind of like, I don't know, maybe that moment didn't have anything for me. Maybe I didn't need to dwell in that fucking moment. But, um, it was, uh, I don't know, it was interesting. It was interesting, and I went back, and I listened to the song. This was, like, a couple days ago that I was thinking about it, and I, I listened to, like, the song I was listening to while I was in the car when that happened, and just kind of, like, broke it down again and was just kind of trying to like immerse myself in thought like what got me there and you know what was it about you were um, trying to like re-engineer that moment to see if you could elicit I, the feeling again not not even wanting to elicit the feeling because it wasn't a good feeling it was more right. like a, a, it was like a sterile like if i was from another planet and i was i was watching two people have sex and, and the concept of like lust and love didn't exist. And I was just watching like this mechanical aspect of this like profound process where like, oh, they make right. another human being. I was trying to look at it that way, like very sterile and it didn't get me anywhere. It was just, it was very anticlimactic. And I think it was because it's not a sterile moment. Like some things you can't look at sterilely. Some things are abstract or fucking whatever. I, I, I don't know, but I, I, I didn't get very far. I, I think I, I got up some little nuggets here and there, but for the most part, I don't know. It was just a weird sort of, pretty much the same thing you said earlier, that it was uh, me being stuck in this 
So much of what I've consumed, I feel, has benefited me greatly and helped shape and mold how I feel, how I operate, how I move. Um, but at the same time, it was like, how much of that was I supposed to fuck up to learn? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, was supposed to, I was supposed to fuck that up, and I didn't. You know, I bypassed that fuck up. And part well, of that, I, I think, is good. It's, you know, yeah. so not always not always good, but I think the, the last part of that for me was, like, this idea of like old fables and, and, and truths, you know, we, we use them as sort of inspiration and we apply them globally. You know, like a lot of like quotes and shit come from an old fable or something and, and we use it conveniently to, to, yeah. to navigate through a certain point of our life. When in reality, right. I think I think it's funny how that stuff is still helpful even after all that time. It's just really a matter of updating it to like what we feel it means to us right now or what it means to us. Because to your point, yeah. like, oh, it's all, it's all been said before. Like, oh, it's, you know, the fucking, the Hindus said it, you know, the fucking Greeks said it. Yeah, yeah, but there's a lot of shit we had. They didn't have a quote about computers because they didn't have computers. But I could still adapt one of their fucking quotes. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. whoa, that's fucking crazy. Like, we're taking this thing that's like so, like, I don't know, so profound or so, you know, uh, uh, imagination capturing and we apply it to shit that didn't even exist. It just fucking didn't even exist. And we're, we're, we're saying, oh, it works. This is, instead of saying, I don't know, maybe I should look at this from a clean slate. You know, fuck looking for someone else who went through it or something like it or you know just how would I approach it I don't know all it got me back to was learning man because I had this fucking talk with some med students and I think we've talked about this you know before but no matter what I'm lecturing about I always start off saying like I'd like for you to learn some shit today but if you walk away remembering nothing else like try to remember these next five minutes and the next five minutes are about like me begging them to doctor like to do to, to do doctoring while they're students like when a, when they go see a patient you know I encourage them to like take a sheet of paper and split it right down the middle and on the left side act as if it were only you like if you had your fucking five pagers on it's intern year and it's just you on the floor and everybody's had a shitty fucking night and they're all asleep and they all fucking told you don't you dare fucking call me for nothing bullshit just don't fucking think about it you're on your own and what would you do like, how are you going to treat this person? And write it down. Like, fucking put that pressure on you. Put that, give yourself that angst and, and make that call. No more saying like, oh, I'm, uh, I'd give them an antibiotic. Pick an antibiotic. Pick a dose. Pick an infusion rate. Pick it. Fucking pick it. I don't care if you've never heard what the rates are. Pick something and commit to it and say, this is what I would do. And then go present to your to the resident or the attending or whoever, and then write down what they would do. And at some point in the day, look at what your choices would have caused. Half the, more than half the time, you're going to fucking kill the person on paper. Like, that's the beauty of being a med student. You never will, because we won't let you. And we won't let you get that close. But force yourself to doctor. And when you get in your fucking car and drive away, every day ask yourself like did i do any doctoring today because for me the, the art of being a med student was like this weird combination of not being so visible up front that you get asked all the questions 
but not being so invisible in the back of the group that they don't remember you when it's time to fill out the evaluation, right? It's like somewhere in the middle and you don't want to answer too many questions because a lot of times they're gonna ask you a question and you just read about that like this morning and you give this perfect textbook answer because you just read about it and now in their mind, you're like the expert. You're like, oh, this motherfucker right. knows everything and you know you're gonna forget that shit by the end of the day. So now you're, right. you, you give yourself all this angst because you think, oh, God damn it, they think I'm a fucking expert, right? And at the end of the day, you didn't do any doctoring. You fucking regurgitated some bullshit. And then you find yourself intern year with five fucking pagers going off at three in the morning and somebody calling you about Mr. Robinson with a blood pressure of 230 on 180, which isn't some like rare happening, but still you don't know what to do because you haven't done any doctoring. And then you ask yourself like, when was I supposed to learn to be a doctor? Because I'm a doctor now. And that's really all, all I got to when I thought... I don't know how I got there, but it just beca- became this sort of weird. You know what? Now that I'm saying it to you out loud, I think the full pathway is that this idea of just feeling and going through it yourself and not looking for an anecdote, not looking for a similar experience, not looking for a guide. Is, that's, that's learning, right? I guess that's, I don't know, man. I don't know. No, I think, I mean, that, that's almost like learning in, in the purest form, you know? Like, you know, learning for the, the, the sake of learning and the act of learning. Yeah. You know, doing yeah. it for, for the act itself. And, you know, to your point about truth and the, the message from these fables or uh, your favorite line from a rap song or, you know, whatever it, it winds up being, I think there's a difference between, you know, knowing it at a scholarly level, like, you know, what that translates to and, you know, why it's important and how that can help you develop yourself and become a better, you know, whatever. All of these different mantras that we kind of like, you know, latch onto. But I think feeling it's like feeling the truth versus I don't know, at some point I came across this uh, definition of um, intuition as the uh, the intersection of what you know and what you feel and I think uh, when you talk about this particular moment that you had it was it was almost like a, a moment of intuition even you felt it you've gone through this this period of training and I, I don't I don't know where this feeling came from. I mean, I'm sure there were, uh, there, there's a lot of things like happening in your life, like, you know, stressors. And a lot of times like we use being busy, I feel like as like a way to, to cope or, or, or a way to like, you know, not confront our feelings, you know? Like I was just kind of talking to Roma about this the other day. Like, you know, some people use drugs, like some people use doing more and more stuff and adding, you know, more and more things to the plate so they don't have to think about the thing that, that's bothering them. Like you sitting in the car, you, you don't do that very often. So when you were kind of just left to your own devices uh, was when you were, you know, giving yourself permission to feel. Like a lot of times we just don't give ourselves permission to like feel what we're feeling you know, and just acknowledge what's happening right now, like internally, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, whether it's happiness, sadness, anger, just really like allowing yourself to, to feel those things. And then kind of just like how you did it, man, like after you allowed it to happen, you kind of, you know, explored that and investigated it and tried to, you know, really for the sake of learning more about yourself and for no other reason other than that, you went back and you investigated, you explored 
and you know you extracted whatever you were able to from that but that's a really good point man and i think a lot of what being a doctor is even though like so much focus is put on on the evidence and as you always say like learning a bunch of shit that other people figured out i feel like especially now in the age in, in the information age all that information it's like just knowing all of that the memory it's no longer an asset it used to be that but now like pretty much anybody has access to that information and really what being a doctor i actually just looked up like the etymology of doctor because i guess i don't know exactly like where that comes from but most of the roots of it translates into being a teacher and, and uh -huh. teaching somebody else because like you don't really know that stuff if you can't explain it we've all heard this in some version like if you can't explain it to a little kid you probably don't know it that well you know right. and like i think i think part of that ability to explain to a little kid is not only knowing it but like feeling something too having that experience of when you have to treat somebody with that severe of a hypertension you know like oh my god what do i do i have all these choices of drugs i can't call my senior or the attending because they're going to think i yeah. suck and you have all of these emotions going on you don't know that until you know you actually go through it there's you know no way to really simulate that until you're on the hook and like yeah. I, I say this a few weeks before i'm about to start my first gig as as an attending orthopedic surgeon like yeah. it's part it's part exciting but uh, you know the bigger part of it is uh fear and and, and nervousness and yeah. like you know having you know a lot of uh uncertainty that that you're you're thinking about but hey you know like that that's the game <laughs> That's the only way that, that you can learn is just putting yourself out there and seeing what happens, basically, you know? So Yeah, no. There's a weird sort of concoction of the optimum the learning environment potion. And I you know, I tell med students all the time, it's it's this weird sort of mix of like wanting to learn and shame. You know, like like this yeah this shame and adrenaline for some reason speed up the process and it's not pleasant, but we all acknowledge that it's the reason it needs to be sped up is because yeah, you could make med school longer. Absolutely. And people would sing the praises of making it longer just based on, you know, like fucking at least slowing some things down. But you know, for what the process is right now, there's just not enough time to sit there and let shit marinate and really learn things. You just gotta fucking get through it. and. That shame that comes when you're on the floors when you know you're being pimped by somebody, it's almost necessary. Not I don't think there's it's the only way. I think for what it is right now it's necessary. And it's a weird it's a weird thing because if you're if you're frail, if your if your ego is frail, it, it breeds a lot of contempt. Yeah. You know, for the for the sake of learning for what for most of us ultimately is the care of, of people is what we want, then we we just kinda fucking grin and bear it and say, Well, this the process is what it is. And we slowly, you know, become jaded, but it's almost, it's necessary. And I, I, you know, I think if you weren't, I'd be more worried about you if you said like, oh, I'm about to start an attending gig and I'm not even worried about it. Like that shit would worry me more, you know what I mean? Which is weird, right. which is weird. You know, I should, I should want that for you. I should want you to say like, man, you know, I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm fucking not worried about a thing. But I know the nature of medicine that if that were the case, I'd be worried. I'd be worried about you. I'd be like, yeah, fucking, uh, maybe you should be a little worried about this. Like, there's, you know, there's good anxiety yeah. and, uh, you know, you should be 
feeling so. But again, it's one of the weird professions that it's built into when I'm sure if you talk to any patient, they would rather you not feel that way, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. And, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people are, are kidding themselves in a way, like both from the provider and the, the patient standpoint, as far as the doctor being anything other than a human being, you know, yeah. and that has the, the same spectrum of emotions as anybody else. And you know, right, capable right. of making errors and, you know, all of, you know, all of these other things that when you stop to think about it, like everybody knows is true. It's like, yeah, right. of course, of course, that's a human being, but that's not really, you know, how it goes down. I think, you know, uh, it's kind of a fault uh, on both sides to really kind of like break down that notion, which is completely false and actually, you know, kind of dangerous. And I think yeah. that that feeling, you know, going back to like kind of full circle, feeling something really be being the ultimate kind of uh, learning and, and and the thing that kind of is like the fertilizer for honing your intuition and that very important piece of feeling what you know, you know, and what you don't know. And um, I think exactly what you said, not being afraid, like there's a reason why, like, you, you know, we, we have these centers and I forget some book that I, I came across recently, but um, you, you may know it because it's probably like a, a pretty famous case study in, you know, the world of you know, neuropsychology and, and psychiatry of this woman who, I don't know if it was, uh, she had like some infection or something happened to her at some point in her early life where I think it was her, her amygdala that wound up being affected. And essentially she just didn't feel fear. Like she actually did, like could not feel that feeling. And like yeah. as super powerish as that might sound, it's actually not when it when you uh, when you actually dangerous. like you know yeah when you realize like how how dangerous that could be. I mean that, that that's really like an, an adaptive like disadvantage like uh, completely because yeah. like that's what enabled us to get here in the first place. Like a healthy dose of fear is, uh, you know, it's, it's part, of, part of the recipe. Um, For sure. You know, you, you need to feel that. Like, so I, I think it's bullshit when anybody says that they're fearless. You, you don't want to be fearless, but, but you have to allow yourself to like really feel fear and really knowing and feeling what fear feels like to the point right. where you know how to navigate when you feel it and you're not like crippled by it. And that famous like customato quote, you know, uh, Mike Tyson's trainer, the difference between a coward and, and a hero, they both feel the same fear, but it's like what they do that, right. that separates them, but they both feel the same thing. So right. yeah, I think, I think that's important. It's an important thing to talk about because I think a lot of people front, like a lot of people like kid themselves and right. lie to themselves uh, uh, about what they fear and uh, if they feel fear and fear being demonized and you know and it can absolutely we did that whole episode about fear and consumption and how fear is heavily used as a tactic by by media and by marketing right. so yeah that's like a common vulnerability that we all share is that we all feel fear unless you know you're that very rare case study of somebody that doesn't but we're all kind of vulnerable in that way but in that vulnerability i think also lives uh, a potential to be great so i think it's important yeah beep boop beep i must say i am quite fond of your station medicine remix darling listeners out there would be wise to tune in only here on anchor beep boop beep